This episode contains adult language, mature situations, seizing cats bothered by younger kittens, household hijinks, convention news, rants, raves, and really cute moments. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 394, Sue and Tai Chen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger View. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you're doing well during this amazing and wonderful time we have. And if you're in the United States, well, one, thank goodness things are over. And more importantly, hope that you guys are excited for Thanksgiving, which is in exactly eight days. Hope you're well, hope you're doing good, and hope things are amazing for you. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is some podcast vague reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode I talk about one or two geeky topics depending on the podcast we're talking about. And since this is the Spirekin Manga Review, obviously we talk about manga. I tell you the pros and cons on it, how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the actual print copy, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly entertaining you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com that's spiraken.com we're also on twitter instagram facebook youtube spotify stitcher itunes apple podcasts and various other social media sites just type in s-p-i-r-a-k-e-n and again to find this one way or the other also if you do want to join our discord it is tinyurl.com forward slash s-p-i-r-a D-I-S-C-O-R-D, Spira Discord. You can join in the conversation and comment on the different episodes we talk about. You can enjoy our discussion about the new Mass Singer, and you can talk about new manga recommendations we have. Let us know what you think. And one more shameless plug, remember, like us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and if you have any questions or comments, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. And now that all that shameless plugging and chilling is out of the way, let's actually get to it, shall we? Because we've got a lot of news, because this week has been kind of crazy. Because from November 17th till November 20th, there is another virtual convention, and this one I actually was excited to go for, and now I'm a little pissed off about. We're talking about Anime NYC. They've gone online and their digital anime nyc is going to be four evenings of virtual panels interviews watch parties japanese guests and much more however you need to use the ntwrk app to browse the convention and check out the actual place to buy stuff the show floor so you need network app kind of sucks not really that great but we're all dealing with it and it's keeping us going because i think this is the last online convention of the year because so much has been canceled and we had some more cancellation news something was postponed but at this point i'm not even going to read it because until we find out more (laughs) who knows what's going to go on i mean supposedly there is a vaccine for the covid19 virus that may make things easier but we're not going to be at stage four until maybe august 2021 maybe so yeah that's how that goes but hopefully we get it earlier and then we'll be able to go to conventions by april so i can be one of the featured panelists at anime boston which i'm really excited for and it's a really cool convention check it out if it does go online it's still gonna be awesome and i can't wait to be a part of it because i've been a part of it for so many years sorry for that shameless plug but again i want um, i want to get back to actual conventions and my first one of the year the one that sets up everything is anime boston and i'm excited for it this year so since I've done all the shameless plugging, let's actually get to some of the manga news of the week because a lot has been going on this week because it's almost the end of the year and we have a lot of new manga licenses, especially from one company that's been trying to hit 400 titles. Yes, you know who we're talking about. We're talking about Fantastia Inc. and their Futakia Boys Love Manga Service. They're still trying to reach 400 and they're at 150. Will they make it? 
Won't they? Who knows? But their newest list is they've got 10 new titles from Iwa, and they're going to be released at the end of November. We don't know what their new English title is, but the titles that they've picked up are Itsutsuki Sakiwa Ame Kobito by Gomoruiki. You have Omae Gonomi no Ore wa Dore by Tobishiba. You have Thank You Complex by Umimako Haria. You have Sono Yutose Himitsu Are by Setsu. You have Horokeru Cherry by Abuku. You have Konomi no Type wa Toshita Osananijima by Hagi Fukura. You have Himegoto Renbo by Hagashiba. Fukuro Kodu Hirentain by Haruta. You have Kuzurede Tenben by Kaya Azuma. And you have UI Line by Ryotaro. So you have new lovely boys love titles. But more importantly than that, we have some other licensing news by J Novel Club. Yes, the little engine that could that started out as an online publisher and they've released tons and tons of light novels. So they've licensed five new light novels and two new manga titles. And I gotta say, I'm really excited for some of these titles. So first off, you have the Apothecary Diaries light novel or Kusuria no Hitorigoto. And this is written by Netsu Hyoga with illustrations by Toko Shino. Now, for those who don't know, the Apothecary Diaries is pretty cool. Now, in the East is a land ruled by an emperor where consorts and serving women live in a sprawling complex known as the Hogong, the rear palace. Mao Mao, an unassuming girl raised in an unassuming town by her apothecary father, never imagined the rear palace would have anything to do with her until she was kidnapped and sold into service there. Though she looks ordinary, Mao Mao has a quick wit, a sharp mind, and an extensive knowledge of medicine. That's her secret. Until she encounters a resident of the palace, at least as perceptive as she is, the head eunuch, Jin Shi. He sees through Mao Mao's facade and makes her a lady-in-waiting to none other than the emperor's favorite consort, so she could taste the lady's food for poison. This is crazy, weird, and really fun. The, the manga is amazing, and I can't wait to actually re- review it on the podcast because it is such a unique story and i love the fact that she is a poison otaku she likes testing poisons on herself this is a a really good one um you have uh the ideal sponger life which we've reviewed the manga for in episode 328 of this actual manga podcast we gave it a bar from a friend which is our upper higher rating it's a good manga about a guy who finds that he's descended from royalty from another dimension and he ends up going there to be married and things happened it's pretty good it's really relaxed and the light novel is actually going to be written by the series creator uh sunahiko watanabe with illustrations by ju ayakura very excited for this one you have my uh friend's little sister has it in for me or tomodachi no imotoga Ore no Dake Izai. And this is written by Ghost Mikawa with illustrations by Tomaru. Now, the summary for this is, If a girl teaches you, that means she likes you. Unfortunately, Akiteru knows from experience that isn't always the case. Because every girl he interacts with shows him nothing but scorn. And he's not scored a single date from it. Luckily, he's more concerned with securing a spot for him and his game-developing buddies at his uncle's business. But when his uncle throws him a condition that involves playing the part of his daughter's boyfriend, Akiteru has no choice but to take it. What will his best friend's sister, Iohara, who bullies him relentlessly, think of the news? Find out in My Friend's Little Sister Has It In For Me. Next light novel is 
Uh, are you okay with a slightly older girlfriend? Chopiri Toshihi Demo Kanojo ni Shiteru Koromaska. And this is written by Kota Nozomi with illustrations by Miruchu Nanase. And this is about a first year high school student, Momota Kaoru, who just saved a beautiful high school girl, Oriha Ohime, from a train molester. One thing leads to another, and they end up going on a date. They have a lot in common. They both love video games. They both jam to their favorite songs on mixtapes. They're both born in the year of the snake, except Otohira's first game console used cartridges, and her old mixtapes are all on mini-discs. And oh, her birthday is actually 12 years before Momota's. When her secret comes out, she thinks it may be all over, but will Momoto really let a little age gap get in the way of his love for Orihara? Find out if love really can transcend generations in the sugar-sweet romantic comedy. Now, this one sounds pretty fun and a little unusual, but, you know, feeling that whole May-December romance could be real, a lot of fun. We'll have to wait and find out what happens with that. But actually, let's get to the next one, which is a little different. It's called She's the Cutest, But We're Just Friends, or Ore no Ona Tomodachi ga Seko ni Kawaii, authored by Akimitsu Awamura with illustrations by Mimu. Now, the summary is Kai Nakamura has the average range of otaku hobbies for a high school boy but the buddy he shares them with is far from ordinary kai's best friend in the whole world is june miyakawa his classmate known as a super hottie though kai and june just met when they enrolled in high school they hit it off with passion for all the same hobbies while they're together the pair never have enough hours in the day kai and june can't get enough of each other's company as they chat about video games and manga or sing anime songs to karaoke love is feeding but friendship is forever in this just friends run Calm, filled with flirty fun. This one's an interesting romance. We shall see where it goes. The next light novel release is Dare Werewolf, The Annals of Vite Origins, or Jin- Jinro no Tensei, Mao no Fukukan, Hijimaru no Sho. This was written by Yuichi Kosumi, the original novel by Hyogetsu. So this is a manga. Um, the summary of this is Vite was reincarnated as a werewolf mage and is now the vice commander of the Demon Lord's 3rd Regiment. His task seems simple, the capture and hold of a remote commercial city, but the tension caused by mankind and demon folk coexisting is a source of endless conflict. As a former human himself, he'll need to leverage his ability to understand both sides in order to work with the human viceroy and maintain order. So this one is one of those bureaucratic fantasy series. It sounds kind of good to me, slow as anything. But anyway, so next one is Welcome to Japan, Miss Elf, or Nihong o Yokotsu Elf-san, and author is Shimo Aoni, and the original light novel was by Makashima Suzuki. The summary is Kazuhiko has one hobby, sleeping. His career and social life come second. Since his youth, he spent his nights dreaming of adventure in a wonderful world. On an evening like any other, he heads out to explore an ancient ruins with an elf friend of his. Their investigating tomb puts to an end when they're doused with a dragon's fiery breath. Waking up from his dream, he finds these dreams may not be as imaginary as he thought. Join Kazuhiro and his elf friend on new adventures, this time in Japan. It's a reverse slice of life. So, I don't know. We'll see how that one goes. Um, And that's it for the releases for Konansha. And I gotta say... Some of these I'm really excited to check out, and especially Apothecary Diaries, but we're going to see where these all go. So now let's see, actually speaking of which, let's get to the next publication company, and we're talking about Kodansha Comics. And they have licensed two new manga that will debut in summer 2021. We have Boys Run the Riot by Kaito Gako, and this is about a transgender 
teen named Ryu who finds an escape from the expectations and anxiety of his daily life in the world of street fashion. The personal heartfelt fictional story from a Japanese transgender manga creator is completely unique. As stated earlier, the manga's main character is Ryo, who knows he's transgender, but he doesn't have the confidence to talk about the confusion he feels with anybody else. He can't tell his best friend who he's got a crush on. He can't tell his mom, who's constantly asking why Ryo is always dressing like a boy. He certainly can't tell Jin, the new transfer student, who looks like just another bully. The only time Ryo feels at ease is when he's wearing his favorite clothes. Then, and only then, the world melts away and he can be his true self. One day while out shopping, Ryo sends an unexpected sight. Jin, the boy who always looks so tough in class, is shopping for the same clothes that Ryo loves. And Jin offers Ryo a proposal to start their own brand and create apparel to help everyone feel comfortable in their own skins. At least Ryo has someone to open up to, and the journey ahead might finally give him a way to express himself to everybody else. This one is an interesting coming-of-age story covering a recently put-into-the-spotlight topic. I think this one will be... A read which is going to definitely react and um, well not react but it's gonna resonate with a lot of people so we'll see how that goes next we have Beauty and the Beast of the Lost Paradise by Kaori Yuki and this is a retelling of the story of Belle and her beast as you've never seen it before with sinister creepy shadows suffering a door to a wider magical world this dark fairy tale adventure is the latest of sumptuous masterpiece from the creator of Angel Sanctuary and Alice in Murderland perfect for fans of the ancient Magus Bride this retelling of Beauty and the Beast focuses on young and rambunctious Belle who insists on going out to play in the forbidden woods but her adventurous streak abruptly ends when her mother is spirited away by a beast known to kidnap beautiful women twisted by the loss of his wife bell's father keeps his daughter who has unusual violet hair locked away in an effort to protect her from prying eyes finally emerging years after her solitude bell ventures back into the woods when she lost her mother and encounters the beast once more so these are coming out in summer of 2021 however they've got nine other manga titles which are going to be released digitally in december 2021 you have the re Invincible Reincarnated Pokotsu by uh, Riona Umitsuki, and this is coming out December 1st. And it's the story of Shota Kanada, your average 16-year-old first year in high school, on his way to school with his hot but useless childhood friend Sanai Konodo and his big-chested but shy friend Kana Fumami. Sanai's strength gets them killed, literally. They wake up in another world with powers that are are not to be believed. Shota's world-class defense against getting slapped becomes world-class defense against demons. Kana's now magical chest heals all the wounds in Sanai. Her strength has turned to something truly terrifying. Will the three be able to live in this strange new world and somehow get back to their own? Well, who knows? Uh, the next one is Shangri-La Frontier, written by mangaka Katarina and Ryosuke Fuji. This is coming out December 8th. And second-year high school student Rokuro Hizutome is interested in only one thing, finding shitty games and beating the crap out of them. His gaming skills are second to none, and no game is too bad for him to enjoy. So when he's introduced to the new VR game Shangri-La Frontier, he does what he does best, min-maxes and skips the prologue to jumpstart into the action, but can even an expert gamer like Rokuro discover all the secrets that Shangri-La Frontier hides? Who knows? I'm thinking that this is another video game Isekai series. I don't know. Could be good, could be bad. Maybe it's like um, Bofukuro, where it's just the person's in the real world, but we focus on them in the video game. I don't know. Uh, you have the story of our 
Unlikely Love by Sora Mizuki. This is coming out on December 8th. And it's about good-natured Chihiro Hiyoshi, who takes being the class rep seriously. But a partner, Haruka Kisaragi, does not. He's got too many rumors swirling around him, but when a chance meeting brings them into each other's lives for just a moment, they form an unsteady bond. But bad boy Haruka may be too good for a good girl like Chihiro to handle. But sometimes in her, something in her has just woken a hidden softness in him, too. Another little slice-of-life romance series in high school. For those of you who like those series. Okay, so after that we have this. Um, it is, I guess, I Became the Mother of the Great Demon King's Ten Children in Another World. This is by Emma Toyama. The debut of this is December 15th. And Akiri was a typical game-loving 16-year-old girl who lived with her mother until a fateful accident left her an orphan. A year later, she made a fateful wish on a game cartridge to be a great mother for a family of her own, only to be swept through a portal into another world. She finds she's been summoned as the priestess from another world, whose role has become mother to the children of the great demon king himself. Mwahahahahahaha. <laughs> series. Um, what I Love About You is the next manga, and that is written by Ririhara Zurachi. This is coming out December 22nd, so three days before Christmas. And it's about uh, Yunoki, who's not only found himself in bed with a woman he doesn't know, but she insists they're already a couple. The woman, Kotoka Hatsushima, is a charming 23-year-old writer who has one heck of a back fetish, and Yunoki fits the bill. And when she tells Yunoki that it was her hair that sealed the deal for him, he realizes the truth. She knows about his hair fetish, and she's absolutely right. He's mortified, but Kotoka sees reason. If they float each other's boats and already know each other, know about each other's per pre well their fetishes uh why not start a relationship and yunoki can't argue with that thus the black ha back hair not to be confused with back hair hijinks ensues so this is a adult romance series dealing with uh or i gotta remember how to pronounce that word but people's fetishes it's a fetishy manga could be good could be bad yeah. then we have um i think we have a couple more left we have Pretty Boy Detective Club or Bishonen uh, Tariidan. This is written by Nishio Shin. This is coming out the 29th of December. And the Pretty Boys Club, a mysterious organization that's rumored to solve problems at Yubiwa Academy. And you have Manabu, the aesthetic lover of beauty. Michiru, the epicure, he of the beautiful palate. Hyota, the Adonis, he of the beautiful legs. Nagahiro, the Orota, he of the beautiful voice, Sosoke, the artiste, creator of beauty, and to search for a star she gleamed ten years ago, second year student Miyumi Tojima calls on these five pretty boys to help her solve the case. Which pretty boy is your favorite? So, this is a variation on the female harem series, similar to Oran Host Club High School or Fruits Basket, and the hook is she's trying to find a star she glimpsed ten years ago. Uh, will this be good? Will this be bad? Is this an antiquated genre? Let me know. Email me at zanspirekin.com. So the next one title is Sachi's Monstrous Appetite. This is also coming out on the 29th of December. It's written by Chomoran. And it's Maki's A Boy in Love. With... And the story is about high school student Maki, a boy in love, with his tall, older classmate Sachi. Now as a sign of his affection, he made Sachi a special lunch every day. Sachi loves Maki too. But she has a secret. She's actually a shape-shifting monster called the Watari, and she was drawn to Maki because he smells delicious. 
But it's not just Sachi who's drawn to Maki's scent, and soon he realizes the entire monster world is after him. Sachi's a Watari who eats Watari, and she pledges to protect him, but how long can Maki survive? With Sachi's appetite the only thing between him and a monster's belly. <laughs> and so, our last manga from Ko- Kodansha is We're New at This. And this is by Ren Kawahara. This is coming out on the 29th. And it's about Ikumi Saiki, who finally married his childhood friend and the girl of his dreams, Sumika. But while years of pining came easy to him, physical closeness does not. And he's having trouble navigating the intimacy that comes with marriage. Sumika, too, is having trouble bridging the gap between friend and lover. What is the innocent couple to do but navigate it together awkwardly and all? A new rom-com from the author of Aoi-chan Can't Study. This is a more mature take on a romance comedy, and I gotta say, this one seems like it's gonna be an excellent addition to anyone who really enjoys romance and enjoys married life. I think this is the one that's gonna hit the one as well. So which of these Konancha ones are you most excited for? Me, it's gonna be We're New at This, uh, Sachi's Monster's Appetite, and uh, the Invincible Reincarnated uh, Ponkotsu. Because those sound so weird and crazy. So now we are at the next publishing company, and that is Seven Seas Entertainment. And they've announced that they're licensing a new imprint titled Airship for its library of light novels and prose novels in response to the fact that the light novels now comprise 25% of its yearly title list. So Seven Seas now releases 25% of their titles are light novels. So that's kind of cool. And I like that's called airship it's a little different than seven seas with the boat um but anyway the new license for the imprint will be announced on november 30th on social media so those are where we're getting all the new licenses for that so stay tuned uh so that is it for all little licensing news so all that's left is a little bit of some other news that's going on first off on march 15 2021 Kukin's korokoro anki magazine will move to a digital-only format, Korokoro magazines aimed at high school boys who graduate from the Korokoro Comics magazine. So if you like the Korokoro magazine and you subscribe to Korokoro Anaki magazine, well, it's going digital. On January 13th, Rin Mikimoto's The Mangaka for Kiss Me at the Stroke of Midnight is launching a new manga in Kodansha's Besatsu Friend magazine. The magazine teases the manga as a different flavor for the usual Rin Mikimoto manga, so we'll have to wait on that. Also in early 2021, Shinichi Sakamoto, the mangaka for Innocence, will launch a new manga titled Hashtag DRCL Dracula. Uh, Midnight Children, and this is coming out in Chuisha's Grand Jump magazine. And this is going to be a reinterpretation of Bram Stoker's Dracula novel by Sakamoto. And it's going to maybe modernize it a little bit. Will it be good? Well, we're going to have to wait and see. On December 19th, Keiji Saito, the mangaka for Trinity 7, and Shushu Ueda will be launching the new Saint Seiya spinoff in Akita Shoten's Champion Red magazine. The title will be Saint Seiya Meoden Darkwing and will center on an ordinary high school boy who, after a certain incident, wakes up in the land of the dead. So if you like Saint Seiya and you wanted more, new spinoff. On December 17th, Ayumi Komura, um is releasing a one-shot that's called Akane-chan no Fushidara na Konkatsu or Akane-chan Play It Fast and Loose with Married Life. And it's going to be published in Kodansha's Shonen Magazine Edge. Now, this manga f- focuses on the titular Akane-chan, a 
Fox, who's looking for her destined man with good genes. So if you want married comedy, this one is going to be a little interesting and pervy. On December 12th, Shino Torino is launching a new manga titled Hajimeshita Okasan in Kodansha's monthly Comic Bee magazine. And this manga is teased as exploring the changing meaning of family with the story being set in Japan in a near future where egg cell banks are more widespread. This one seems a little sci-fi and a little weird. Now, for those of you who are fans of Dr. Stone and Crying Free Men, be excited because on December 11th, Ryoichi Kigami of Crying Free Men and Richiro Inagaki from Dr. Stone are collaborating to launch a new manga titled Trillion Game in Shogakuken's Big Superior uh, Magazine or Big Comic Superior. Now, this manga will center on someone who threatens the IT Empire. Will this be good? Will this be bad? Well, you got Inagaki who's obsessed with sci-fi in the future. And you have Kagami, who is batshit insane, so this should be brilliant. Now, on November 20th, Japanese publisher Inmaku is going to begin publishing the Ninja World USA manga officially on Comicology, Kindle Store, Google Play, iBook, Nookbooks, and other digital platforms in the USA, Brazil, Europe, Mexico, and other regions. Now, for those of you who are unaware of this series, it's a little weird, but just follow me. So, Ninja World USA tells a story of what happened to actual ninja after the end of the samurai era. Now, when a Japanese conglomerate decides that ninja are too useful to dispose of, they find themselves secretly deploying ninjas to various parts of the world. And now, while they're under the guise of being businessmen or immigrants, they hide in plain sight while undertaking secret missions at the behest of the massive corporation they work for. So they're working in the other worlds as businessmen, but they're also infiltrating, which is kind of cool. Now, and as the name implies, Ninja World USA follows the descendants of some of these ninjas on their modern-day exploits in the United States. And throughout the ninja world is the theme of extinction. Now, ninjas are aware that they're living on borrowed time. They're spread out across the planet with no lore to serve. And their ranks are gradually growing thinner and thinner. In this story, ninjas have to describe what they do as their world dies. Do they evolve or do they just go out in a blaze of glory? This one is inventive, it is exciting, and most importantly, it follows a new spin on how ninjas would work in the modern world. So now for some past news, on November 16th, Viz Media and Manga Plus published the first chapter of Mitutoshi Shomabakuro's Build King manga. We talked about this last week, and they finally released the plot of what Build King was. It's about Tonkachi and Renge who live on mysterious Hammer Island, a place where no human should be able to survive. The two are carpenters who build houses for the island's inhabitants, but what are their special powers and what are their dreams? Construction begins on this mega build of a battle fantasy story. And this manga has been described as an architectural battle series, so apparently a lot's going on, but I don't know. I mean, I put this one on the wheel of manga, and hopefully this one does come so we can read it. I am excited for this. And with that, we are done with the news. I know a little longer than usual, but hey, it's coming to the end of the month, and you know at the end of the month, that's when our news gets really crazy. And, well, if there's anything that I forgot, let me know. Email me, zanspirekin.com. And for that in mind, let's now actually get to the reason why I do this podcast. What are we talking about? We're talking about the manga review. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to you that you're reading a manga 
that was written by Konami Konata, one of the greatest mangakas ever, who wrote a little manga about a kitten who got lost and ended up getting adopted by a little boy. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Cheese Sweet Home, which I reviewed a long, long time ago on episode 83 of the podcast. Long time ago. And this is in the same vein. Now this is published by Kodansha. And the original run is 2017 to present. There are four volumes. And this is a slice of life cat manga. And the name of this is Sue and Tai-chan. Now, or Sue to Tai-chan. And this one is very different from some of the other manga I've read. Because this is not a violent series. This is not a strange series. This series is fun and simple. It's in color and it is super relaxing to read. It's very zen. The whole premise of this is Sue is an old kitty. She's a grandma kitty. She's 15 years old. She's been around a while and her owner Narutaki takes care of her but for the most part her idea of a good day is she wants to sleep. That's her day. And one day, Narutaki comes in with a package because he got fleeced by his friend to watch their new kitten, who's super young, who's like not even a year old, named Tai-chan. He's named Tai-chan because he's super adorable. And Tai-chan moves into the apartment and immediately meets Sue, and it is a clash of the world because Sue first like, who the hell are you? Why are you here? He's like, I'm here to visit. Yay! Oh, maybe he'll be here for a day. And it turns out he's not here for a day. He's going to be here for a while. And it's the situational comedy of an old person hanging out with a young person who is completely different. The old person just wants to relax and sleep. And the young person is, let's play, let's play, let's play. What's that? Look over there. Ooh, what's that? Yay! And that is the whole series. Now, going into real life for a moment, last year, uh, Greta and I got a second cat. Now, you may have heard if you listen to the podcast for a while that we had our cat, Maddie, who's awesome, amazing, and sweet. But we got a kitten that we named Story. Uh, Astoria Story for short, because she likes to speak. But seeing them interact when they first met were first that Maddie was very apprehensive about Story, and then Story being all insane and crazy and eventually following maddie around and maddie teaching her the ropes if i never saw that i would not appreciate this manga as much because there's so many things that i see and i'm like that's that's real that's exactly what happened that's what occurred it's where you have a scene when the kitten has kitty food and the older cat has adult food or in sue's case it's granny elder cat food and the kitty wants to eat the elder food instead of the kitty food. So the cat, the older cat has to go eat the, the kitty food and they like it. So it's like this whole switch going on. Uh, there's another incident where uh, because the, key, cause the kitty isn't sleeping, the older cat sleeps at night. But the little kitty's like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And she makes a ton of noise. And that really happens. It's like little cats love to play and they're never sleeping at night. They don't know that humans sleep at night, so they're up making all this noise. And like I said, I wouldn't appreciate it as much. Now, if you read Cheese Sweet Home, the art style is exactly the same. It's just as whimsical and cute. And actually, Su Chan looks like an older Chi. Like, this is Chi when she grows up. Except that this Chi is a little bigger and a little older. 
and there's so many little anecdotes like one is where the the, the kitten wants to see what is edible so she licks stuff it's like if you lick it is it you could eat it and then she tries to lick everything and some things are gross and then he's like you don't eat that that's a pillow that's weird and then she licks the uh sue chan and sue's like i'm not edible but it feels nice and she licks her back and it's the two cats licking each other it's really adorable and then at one point after being super nice to Su Chan, event or Tai Chan, Su flips out and yells at her. And you see Su just kinda like, Oh, I guess I ran I, I scared him off. Uh oh no, what if he's he, I don't hear anything. Is he in trouble? Is he okay? And Su ends up looking for Tai Chan and looking for the kitten. And eventually finds a kitten like not in trouble, but Sue was actually worried, like maternal instincts kicked in. And just seeing that moment of that relief, and they eventually sleep next to each other, it put a big smile on my face. This is a very relatable manga. It's an entertainment manga, and more importantly, it's a manga that makes you just take your time out of the world. Just focus on this and relax. Now, one of the older podcast hosts on this show, Wolf, when I showed him cheese sweet home he said oh this is cutesy tunes this is this is dumb and it's like this isn't this is kind of cutesy tunes but this is something which you need it's something to take your mind off of the insanity of the world just watching two cats play or argue with each other it's something that you need especially during this time when everything is crazy and I mean, in the United States, Thanksgiving is next week, and most of us are not going to be able to spend time with our families. Hopefully, you can spend time with me, and I'll keep you guys entertained. I'm going to release a very good episode for Thanksgiving, but it's going to be kind of a rough time for a lot of us. So, sometimes we need that escapism, and not a violent escape, just a relaxing, happy escape, a slice-of-life escape. And this one is worth it. And... While, when I first read She's Sweet Home, I gave it a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky a four, our, our second highest rating. I eventually, after reading the whole series, moved it up to a really, really, really fucking cool. And this one, I have to give the same original rating. It's a borrow from a friend. It's really good. It's just, I don't know if there's staying power with this one. It's an excellent story. It really is an excellent story. It just... Maybe it could be more than what it could be. But it is what you need when you need it. So it's definitely worth reading, definitely worth checking out, and worth buying. It's just, you don't need to get it immediately. But if you can get a hold of it, definitely get a hold of it. Now, if you've read uh, Sue and Tai Chan, let me know what you think. Message me on Twitter, at Spirekin, or on Instagram. Let me know what you think about it. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, or... If you're on, uh, or you can message me on our Discord at tinyurl.com forward slash S-P-I-R-A-D-I-S-C-O-R-D, Spyro Discord, and you can comment on what you thought of the episode. Let me know what you think about that manga. So, I think that's just about it for this episode. I know it was a quick review, but let's actually get to the other part of this podcast, and that is the second to last part. The manga releases for the week, and that is for November 17th, 2020. We have 35 volumes that came out of different series and some i'm really excited about especially b stars we got a new volume of b stars that came out but let's actually go through the list so we have 86 86 volume 6 the light novel a certain magical index ss volume 1 the light novel a witch's love at the end of the world volume 1 the manga our cow under the bridge volume 8 b stars volume 9 
Card Captain Sakura, Collector's Edition, Volume 6. Do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attack, Volume 7, the light novel? Eclair Orange, which is a one-shot manga. You have Hell's Paradise, Jiko Kuraku, Volume 5. I'm a behemoth, an S-ranked monster, but mistaken for a cat. I live as an elf girl's pet, Volume 2, the light novel. I am Great Priest Imhotep, Volume 5. Keito Kamura Illustration, Spice and Wolf, the 10-year Calvados, the manga, which that one I'm actually interested in. Uh, Last Round Arthurs, Volume 3, the light novel. Living Room, Matsunaga-san, Volume 5. Magical Girl Raising Project, Volume 10. Mermaid Saga, Collector's Edition, Volume 1. And this one, I am so happy that we're getting a good Collector's Edition for Mermaid Saga because... It's a great series by Rumiko Takahashi that is truly horrific because it's her take on horror. And this is a precursor for Inuyasha. And I gotta say, for horror purposes, it is such a fucked up story. And I love it. It's one part Highlander, one part uh, Little Mermaid, and one part Monkey's Paw. So, if you have a chance, check out uh, Mermaid Saga. Uh, so you have Maduku-chan, Volume 1. Uh, Precarious Woman Executive Miss Black General, Volume 5. Rascals Do Not Dream of Logical Witch, the light novel. Sadako at the End of the World, the manga. And this one is one that I've also been waiting for because this is such an absurd concept. It's the end of the world. Two little girls find a VHS tape and it has Sadako from the ring. And they end up adopting her as their big sister. So she goes to kill them, but they're like, Sadako-chan! And so... Sadako has to protect these two girls during like a zombie apocalypse, post-apocalyptic world. It's crazy. Um, you have Shibuya Goldfish Volume 8. So I'm a spider, so what? Volume 10, the light novel. Star Wars Rebels Volume 1, the manga. The Dirty Way to Destroy the Goddesses Heroes Volume 5, the light novel. The Hero is Overpowered but Overly Cautious Volume 5, the light novel. The Mortal Instruments, a graphic novel, volume 4, the manga. And I'm surprised we still got the Mortal Instruments. I thought that series was fucking done three years ago. Anyway. The Promise Place in Our Early Days, the manga. The Quintessential Quintuplets, volume 11. The Seven Deadly Sins, volume 40. The White Cat's Revenge is Plotted from the Dragon King's Lap, volume 1. The World's Strongest Rearguard, Labyrinth Country's Novice Seeker, volume 4, the light novel. Unnamed Mermaid, volume 1, the light novel. Odasayatsura, Collector's Edition, Volume 8. Hooray, Odasayatsura. Um, you have Wizards of Mickey, Volume 1. And then finally, Yoshino Zekura, Volume 2, the manga. And, like you've seen, I'm excited for a lot of these. Like Sadako at the End of the World, Quintessential Quintuplets, uh, Place Promised in Our Early Days, Soma Spider, So What, Mermaid Scar, Odasayatsura, uh, Living Room, Matsunaga. Uh, let me know what you're interested in. Which of these are you thinking about buying? Especially because next week is Black Friday weekend starts, or Black Friday month should have started this month, but maybe there's lots of deals going on at, at bookstores and on Amazon, and uh, I want to go f- crazy and raid on a bunch of mangas because I love me some mangas, even though I totally should not get more mangas because our apartment's getting a little full of mangas. But which of these are you interested in? Let me know. Tweet me at Spyrokin what your mangas that you are interested in. Let me know. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate this. Uh, I love doing this podcast. I'm going to do it as long as I can. I hope that you guys had fun. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, remember, subscribe to us, follow us, and I hope you guys enjoy. As we get to that part you've all been waiting for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the, 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 the
Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on. That's the manga that we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga View, episode 395. And i got to say, I'm excited because we got some great titles on here. We have uh, Wounded Man, which was recommended by Yojimbo Koichi. Uh, the Hero is Overpowered, but... Overly cautious. We have Gigant, Downfall, Standing on One Million Lives, Build Kings, Get a Robo Evolution, Fly Me to the Moon, I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, and Peepoju. So let's spin and see what we review, shall we? Number six. So in the next episode, we're reviewing a one shot manga called Downfall. Kind of interesting. Little should be a little dark, but we haven't done a dark manga in a while. We've been doing a lot of light-hearted stuff, so we'll see how that goes. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we have a couple of other podcasts coming up next week besides our lovely and wonderful review of well, our manga review and our TV Tuesday. We're also going to be doing a review of the new Cyberpunk game. Not Cyberpunk 2077, but the actual Cyberpunk RPG. Because they're releasing the new one, which is called Cyberpunk Red. And it takes place about 20 years before Cyberpunk uh, 77. So, be excited for that. Anyway, so, with that in mind, thank you guys for listening. I love talking to you guys. I love doing this podcast. I'm going to do it as long as I can. Thank you for listening. I'm Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time and keep reading manga. See you later.